This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom DiOria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom DiOria. Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2017. This is the first Sunday of January 2017. I uh, hope you all had a happy and safe uh, New Year's Eve celebration. We're on at 5 p.m. in New York and 3 p.m. in Arizona, and today we're live from our New York offices, and we're going to be discussing 2017 New Year's technology resolutions with our guest, uh, Mike Ark. I'm Tom DiOria. I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated, and together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you with a review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with our increased coverage of technology events in New York, and then we uh, follow this with an industry-wide report, which can contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software equipment, or new contract opportunities. One or more guests followed us from many aspects of business and industry, and if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to techtalk, that's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at imi-us.com. We'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX. That's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can send your email uh, questions to that email address I just gave you, techtalk at imi-us.com. We monitor this throughout the show, and if we don't get you on today, we'll definitely send you a response and try and get you on next week. And we're also being simulcast on the web. So if you can't get to your radio but you want to listen to us live, go to KFNX's website. That's 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. All the shows are there. You can download them, send them to your friends, listen to them as many times as you want. It's free. So please take advantage of that, and please call in any time to the show. And we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segment's our week in review. It's to increase coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world. It's compiled by Jose Batista, Dave Brandon, and Dan DiOria. Okay, what have we got here? Cranes tells us that the giant online retail company Alibaba, known as China's Amazon, has expanded its new headquarters in New York. The $200 billion company has leased space in a new boutique office building at 860 Washington Street in the Meatpacking District. The company is now expanding its footprint at the downtown Manhattan site to more than 30,000 square feet. Alibaba has le- leased the 7th, 8th, and 9th floors at the building. Uh, we're asking rents range as high as $160 per square foot. My goodness. Among the priciest downtown Manhattan company. And when I worked down there for the city, uh, you could get space down there for $15 a square foot. Uh, but that was 100 years ago. So company had committed to the 10-story building 7th floor over the summer, but subsequently expanded on to the 8th. It has now decided to take the 9th floor as its programming and plans for New York have grown. The expansion makes Alibaba the building's largest office tenant. Several tenants have previously been reported to have taken space at the property, including the residential development firm Delos Living, electric car manufacturer, 
Tesla signed on in the fall for a portion of the building's ground floor retail space with plans to open a showroom for its automobiles. The leasing activity at 860 Washington Street is an encouraging sign for several neighboring uh, boutique office development projects that are either under construction or in planning. Roar Capital and Vernado are building a similar-sized office property at 61 Ninth Avenue. Uh, it's right around the corner. A small portion of 860 Washington Street's ground floor retail space and its 9,000-square-foot second floor remain available in case anybody wants to go there and spend $160 a square foot. Biz Journals tells us a new Manhattan eatery has decided to forego waitresses and cashiers. Fast casual restaurant Itza, E-A-T-S-A, after debuting in San Francisco last year, has officially opened its first East Coast location, located in Midtown Manhattan at 285 Madison Avenue, that's between 40th and 41st Streets. The company allows customers to place order at a kiosk or on their phone. The restaurant isn't entirely run by robots. Cooks in the back prepare the meals, while a concierge mans the storefront. Uh, the food can be picked up from glass cubbies that alert the customer. Over the West Coast, where it's uh, opened locations on college campuses in Los Angeles, chain received praise for its cheap, healthy offerings and short wait times. Itza uh, aims to appeal to the more health-conscious New Yorker. Its menu features all meatless-based uh, foods with prices hovering around $6.95, not much cheaper than your typical New York City delicatessen sandwich, despite the cost of living uh, factor of low staff. According to New York Eater, co-owner Scott Drummond hopes to one day bring bowls down to $5 each. Eventually, Eats' technology will also recommend custom bowls based on customers' previous orders, akin to Amazon and Netflix make suggestions. Uh, the rest on plans to open more New York locations soon. It's interesting. The Post tells us that the founder of the world's largest head fund may not want to live forever, but he hopes his management style will in cyberspace. Ray Dalio, the 67-year-old head of the $160 billion Bridgewater Associates, is having software engineers at Westport, Connecticut-based company create an algorithm that mimics the kind of decisions CNN's top managers make. The project would fully automate the almost cult-like company's brutal work culture where most managers have to take personality tests and the 1,700 employees from the lowliest to the top are encouraged to be critical of colleagues' every decision. It's a, if successful, the project would dictate how to everything from trading to making phone calls. It's being led by David Ferriak, uh, who joined Bridgewater in 2013 after leading the development of IBM's Watson computer. Farouk's uh reportedly is analyzing data collected from the firm's employees and using the management rules spelled out in Dalio's manifesto called the principles to come up with an algorithm called the principal operating system or pre-OS that can run the company on its own. Uh, among Dalio's beliefs is that human emotions get in the way of work performance and that people should be trained to work like machines. Okie dokie. TechCrunch tells us that Amazon is known for creating its own exclusive sales holidays and events to boost its bottom line, as it has done with Prime Day sales, which even tops Black Friday and Cyber Monday at times. Now it's trying to recreate that magic with the debut of a year-end blowout sale. It's called Amazon Digital Day. As the name implies, new sales holiday will have a narrow focus. Only digital deals will be included 
one-day only Amazon will discount over a thousand digital items across its site in order to encourage post-holiday spending. The move makes sense. Uh, many consumers receive new gadgets as gifts during the holidays, and Amazon's digital items complement the newly acquired smartphones, tablets, computers, gaming consoles, and more by helping consumers fill them with content. Amazon will also use the sales event to promote its own services, in particular its recent launch of Spotify, an Apple Music competitor called Amazon Music Unlimited, as well as new kids' reading app, Amazon Rapids. There are still other discounts for things like comics, graphic novels, e-books, and various subscriptions like Workout Channel, Daily Burn, Quello Concerts, and UFC Fight Passes. Software and uh, service discounts include Microsoft Office Home and Business, TurboTax, Norton, and H&R Block. The full list of digital deals is much more extensive, but uh, I guess you'll, if you're an Amazon user, you'll find out. And finally, Quartz tells us that Facebook safety check began appearing for users in Bangkok around 11 a.m. on December 27th. The explosion in Bangkok, Thailand, read the alert, inviting people who may have been in the area to share a safety status with their network if they were safe or unaffected, much as they would another update. Facebook provided a link to see more information. Users who clicked it were taken to a handful of news articles, including one on the website called Bangkok Informer. In fact, no bombs had gone off in the hearing on China on December 27th. The Bangkok Informer article, which is no longer available online, described an explosion that took place in August 2015. The entire episode played out in less than 12 hours. Halfway around the world, another story was gaining momentum on U.S. tech blogs based on a handful of accounts from Facebook users who were shown mostly outdoors, outdated stories. That's great. We're going to take a break. We're going to get to something a little bit more interesting than that last Week in Review article with our guest. And we're going to talk to you about 2017 New Year's technology resolutions. So please stay tuned. I'm Tom Dioria. It's our first show of 2017. We're on KFNX AM 1100. I'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Diori. It's our New Year's show, January 1st, 2017. And as I mentioned to you before the break, we're going to talk about 2017 New Year's technology resolutions with our guest, Mike Arce. And Mike is the CEO and founder of Loud Rumor, a seven-figure fitness marketing agency that helps studios and gyms get more members. Mike is a marketing expert as well as a business coach for small businesses needing help with marketing and or sales. Uh, Mike is also the host of the GSD Show, a video podcast that provides incredibly valuable business content for fitness studio and gym owners. Thanks for taking the time, Mike, to be with us on New Year's Day. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Let's start off by telling us about your experience in the tech world and how the gym and the tech world and your background in online marketing all meld together. In a nutshell, I I basically started out in the fitness industry on accident. I was actually a fighter, and I wanted to uh, learn how to be stronger and be more fit because I couldn't afford a personal trainer at the time. So I actually went to school to be a personal trainer just so I can learn all the things that personal trainers would know. 
figured it was a cheaper way around it. And, uh, you know, towards the end of the semester, I had to actually take on a couple of clients as part of the program. And I did, and I fell in love with it. And I was a waiter while going to school. So I decided I'll be a trainer while going to school instead. And so, uh, took a job at LA fitness and, uh, I think I found my calling. I was doing really, really well. And I was, you know, breaking records there as far as sales go. And the clients were getting really great results. And it was just really easy for me to build, um, what I was expected to build there. And so did that for quite a while, started my own personal training company, um, saw some trends in the, in the, uh, online marketing world. So actually moved into the online marketing world and, um, did, did marketing for a bunch of different businesses at first, dentists, doctors, lawyers, all that stuff. And then, uh, just this year, in the very beginning of this year, uh, or last year, I guess I should say, January 2016, we married the two passions together to really find a niche and be able to become a master at one thing. And so now we are a digital agency, mainly an advertising agency for fitness studios and independent gyms. So I gather social media is a big part of what you do every day? <laughs> yeah, it's 90% <laughs> as far as what we do for the customers, yeah. So where do you see that going in 2017? Livestream is going to be a very big part of 2017. As you can tell, it's a, it's, it did really great in 2017 for Facebook. Uh, just in the last month alone, Instagram and Twitter both integrated Livestream as well. And I don't think it's going to take too long before Snapchat finds a way to add it too. So I just think it's going to get better and better. The quality is already getting better as far as the resolution during a stream and uh, the speed. So uh, I think that's going to be the biggest trend. You'll see more people jumping on next year or this year. Now, do you think businesses are going to move more in that direction as well? Yes. Uh, it, you know, it just depends on who you are in the business. So if you're a late adopter, you'll probably wait till 2018 and miss the boat. Um, <laughs> if you're if, if you're an early adopter like I am, or you know, I, I've I've already done over 100 live videos on Facebook. Um, if you're an early adopter, or if you're somebody that's you know going to catch on fairly quick then, yeah, you're definitely going to be jumping on. It's, it's becoming uh, more prevalent than anything else right now because you can engage with your audience in so much of a cooler way. Now, do you think Facebook is also uh, playing a major role? I mean, I know it's been increasing uh, last year, but do you see that as uh, something that's going to change the landscape? Facebook's already changed the landscape. It, it, it's the Michael Jordan of social media. Jordan changed the game of basketball and Facebook changed the game of social media. They're always one step ahead. They were the ones that integrated live stream. They were the ones that integrated chat. They were the ones that uh, integrated tagging people and all that. So they, they're always a few steps ahead. And right now they have the late adopters on their platform as well as a lot of early adopters. So what that means is you're looking at at least five years of success on Facebook from now until, you know, something else takes over. If And as long as Facebook keeps innovating like they're doing, that may never happen. What are some of the things that stand out to you that they did that keeps them moving forward so uh, so rapidly? Uh, so what are the big things that they, they did in 2016? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What comes out in your mind is something that really progresses them forward. Live stream for sure. I know we talked about that. Facebook groups, the advertising platforms have been phenomenal. So, I mean, if you wanted to advertise a video to a certain demographic, that's been around. But what they've done this year that's been really cool is you can actually say, okay, well, if anybody watches 5% of my video and then turns it off, I never want them to see an ad again. Or if somebody watches 95% of my video, I want to show them more videos. Um, so 
you can actually not only get in front of the right demographic, but you can also get in front of the right demographic that already showed interest and remove that particular person from your demographic, even though they fit in all the other areas, you can remove them if they show disinterest. So that's been pretty cool. Okay, so when when you're helping uh, fitness organizations with their marketing, do you point them in the direction of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat? I mean, is that something that you help them focus on? Is that a big player in them increasing their members? Yeah, Facebook's, it's, Facebook's not an option. You have to have, I mean, it's, it's not, not an option. So if you're going to work with us, you, you have to use Facebook or else we're not even going to work with you because you're literally missing the biggest player. And then uh, Instagram is an option, but we recommend it if you have budget left over. After you, what my, my suggestion is advertise as much as you can on Facebook. And once you hit to the point where, okay, you're not even hitting your budget anymore just because the traffic's not there, then – Whatever you have left in your budget, then you can start throwing at Instagram. You can start throwing at YouTube. But Facebook, there's there's nowhere in the world um, where you can advertise to such a specific person and get such specific metrics on the people you've shown your ads to than you can on Facebook. And for the cost, it's insane to not do it. Now, is it as good for keeping your existing members as it is to getting new members? Yeah, of course. Well, for, for a couple reasons. So the paid, obviously, getting new members is great, as well as a lot of organic stuff. But on the organic side, um, you know, we always recommend our gyms, and we do it ourselves for our customers, but we recommend that whatever you do, if you're a service-based company that provides value in not only service but also knowledge and information, create Facebook groups. So all of your customers can have, be a part of this private Facebook group where you can share information. So if you own a gym, for instance, you can share information about top recipe of the week or, you know, what the workout of the week is going to be or how to get around the holidays, how to eat healthy when you have to choose a fast food place. Uh, there's so many things that you can provide information, you know, what to eat before you work out, what to eat after you work out, can you eat before bed. So all this is just great information to constantly put in front of people in a place where they go to, on average, five to six times a day. That's that's pretty interesting because I belong to New York Sports Clubs, which is also Boston Sports Clubs, and I think they have one out in California. I have not gotten anything but email from them. So obviously they're missing a lot of boats. Yeah, there's a lot of people, just so you know, missing a lot of boats when it comes to social media. There's a lot of people that think they're great at it because they know how to post things and add pictures and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, if you don't know how to make $1, $3, it doesn't really matter all the cool things you can do. You need to learn how to make $1, $3, and how to keep your retention rates high. Uh, I think that's some good advice uh, that that they're missing. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're talking to Mike Arce about um, 2017 New Year's technology resolutions on this, the first day of 2017. I'm Tom DiOria. This is IMI's Tech Talk. We're on KFNX AM 1100. So please stay tuned. This is the half-hour break, so you're going to get the national news a little longer. But come back because uh, Mike's got a lot more stuff to tell you. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOria. It's January 1, 2017. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Um, we're speaking to Mike R.C. about uh, New Year's technology resolutions. We haven't gotten to the resolutions yet. We're still talking about social media and how that affects uh, your organization. 
Um, are there any etiquette tips you give your uh, clients uh, with regard to using these tools, especially, yeah, if well, not, you know, especially if they're not familiar with them? So just always remember that social media is really a, a microphone. That's what it is. It's, it's an opportunity to share the world who you are, and perception is a real thing. You know, you are whoever, whoever's looking at you, they may have a very different perception of you than somebody else. And so how you present yourself on uh, Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, that's, you're essentially creating your brand. And it may be something that you wanted to create intentionally. It may not be something you wanted to create intentionally. You, you may have just thought that one video of the kid falling down was funny and you shared it. But you have to be re- really careful um, because if, if you're building the brand in a way that doesn't actually help you with your business and you're using that same platform to also attract business, then you could be getting in some sticky waters. So you just always have to remember that people are watching you at all times. It's very similar to constantly being on stage. And, uh, you know, when you're on stage, you don't, you don't get away with saying certain things. You know you have to present yourself a certain way because everyone watching is, is, uh, per- is going to create a perception of you. So just be very careful and, uh, and just remember that you're on, you're on stage at all times. Okay. Let's change gears a little bit since we're talking about New Year's uh, technology resolutions. Uh, let's maybe let's talk a little bit about backups. Uh, people talk about backing up but not necessarily doing it. What tips do you have for people about that in the new year? Yeah, you should definitely back up your stuff for sure. We back it up in two different spots. We use Box and we also use Google Drive. Um, but then, of course, if you are a bigger company and you're storing a lot of uh, you know, <laughs> data that can't be released, credit card data, stuff like that. You should use encrypted servers that you may be able to have. We, uh, the cool thing about what we do is everything's on the cloud. I, my laptop can snap in half right now, and it doesn't really matter. It, it just sucks that I have to go get a new laptop. But for the most part, I can log in, and everything's on a cloud that's got really great security and backup. Okay, well, that's that's good advice. Hopefully people will take a look at what alternatives are out there. And the cloud is obviously something that's good because you really don't need to go out and get a hard drive to put stuff on that you can then drop and break that as well. So hopefully they'll listen yeah, depending to that. On what you do, yeah, depending on what you do, if you're an attorney or a CPA, you're handling some really important confidential information, you're going to want to do both. Um, and you're going to want to make sure that cloud is extremely secured. But if you're not handling that, you know, like we don't have anything crazy confidential, um, you know, you can get away with just going cloud. Well, let's talk about privacy uh, a little bit. Uh, what are you telling your clients, uh, and what advice do you just have for our listeners with regard to protecting themselves that way? I mean, there's there's a couple things that, to me, I get. They're basic. Like, you should never share when you're about to go on vacation. Share when you're back from vacation, if you like. But you don't want to let people know when your house is empty. So stuff like that. Um, you know, be very careful about where your kids go to school, just little things like that. But as far as everything else goes, you know, should you make your browser private so people can't tell what sites you're visiting? I, I think it's better. Um, you know, the, the cool thing is it's a win-win-win situation for everybody that things are more public. So, for instance, if you're looking for a car right now and you've been on some car websites, the ads that you're going to see are car ads. That's just the way it works. The, internet, the Internet's going to kind of go with your flow of what, you, what you've been doing. So you're winning because you're not seeing an ad for, you know, ballet shoes when you have zero interest in doing ballet. I don't know. Maybe you do. But 
you may have zero interest in doing ballet, so you're seeing ads that are really only relevant to what you're in need of right now. And the, the actual person that's selling the product, the car dealer, they're winning because their ads are shown to people that are actually interested. And the advertiser, a company like mine, is winning because I'm able to marry those two people together in a world where they want to be. Um, some people just think it's creepy, but at the end of the day, I like it. I like that when I turn my computer and I browse, everything that's being advertised to me is perfect for me. Okay, so, I mean, even if you're using the, you know, the private browsing uh, capability, does that give you any any more privacy? I mean, it, it doesn't track what, where you're going, so I guess it, you don't get those uh, individualized ads, but is there a level of protection there for people that are worried about that? Yeah, if, you, if you're going to go incognito um, and, and use an incognito tab in a browser or a browser that's incognito, that's you're not going to see your stuff because it's going to be tied not just to your IP but also your user account. So as long as you don't go incognito and then log into your Gmail and then start browsing, you're going to be you're you're going to be totally private. I mean, there's levels, right? But the levels that the average person is going to be worried about, you're going to be fine. Okay. So we know that that you're really into. Uh, live streaming. I mentioned in the intro that uh, you have the GSD show, which is a video podcast. Um, tell us a little bit more about what that's about, how you do that, whether or not our listeners want to do that, and why, and then what do you think is going to happen in 2017? Okay, so live streaming or the GSD show or both? Or both. Okay, so live streaming... It's just really cool because people like – what do you think everyone's favorite topic is in the whole world? Everyone's got the same favorite topic. Do you know what it is? No. Themselves, right? It's their favorite topic. <laughs> so, so if you think about it, right, so if, if you and I are at a party and we're talking and you and I are totally engaged in a conversation, but then about 10, 15 feet away, you hear your first and last name, you may still be looking at me, but where's your attention now? Um, what they're talking, the why they're talking about me, right. Right, right. And if you see your name on TV, even if it's not you, even if it's a guy that just coincidentally has the same last name as you, you find it intriguing, don't you? You kind of want to show yeah. people that are around. Hey, look, there's my name. If you see your name in the newspaper, you're buying multiple copies. So we're our favorite topic. And immediately we get intrigued when the conversation turns to us. And we, it's, we don't block out conversations that involve us. That just doesn't happen. We don't like tone, zone out. And so the cool thing with live streaming is you can actually, if, if I'm live streaming right now, I can actually see as people come up, who is watching the video right now. So I can see, okay, cool. Uh, Russ just tuned in and here's Joan that just tuned in. And hey, here's one of my mentors, Chris, that tuned in. And so now I can actually go, hey, what's up, Chris? I haven't talked to you in a while. Just doing a little live streaming. Thanks for tuning in. Actually, you know what? I got a question for you. And now you're engaging with Chris. Chris is now engaged at a whole different level because you're bringing him up. And now you start getting comments and you start getting likes. And all this is called engagement on social media. Now, what some people know, more people know now more than they did a couple of years ago, engagement is what affects the algorithm the most when it comes to whose posts are going to be at the top of my feed. Because, I mean, you have, you know, let's say the average person has 1,200 friends. You're only seeing the same people over and over at the top of your posts. And it's because those are the ones that you either interact with the most or they have the most engagement, leading Facebook to believe that their stuff's interesting, and especially to you. So I want you to enjoy your time on Facebook so you stay on Facebook longer. So I'm going to give you content that makes you want to stay. 
So when you get a lot of engagement, comments, likes, all that stuff, now Facebook throws you into the algorithm and starts putting you at the top of the newsfeed for most people that are friends with you because they believe that this is interesting. Now, the great thing about it is it doesn't only affect that particular post, but it affects you and your account as a, as a whole. So if you have a lot of engagement on the majority of your posts, now when you post anything, you're going to be able to start showing up more often than if you didn't have that. Does that make sense so far? No, that definitely makes sense. And we're going to have to, we're going to, have to take a break. Um, so hold, hold the rest of the answer. And I want to ask you when we come back, if our listeners don't know how to do this, what they need to, you know, what, how do they, they live cast? But just hold that thought. This it. is Tom DiOrio on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's the 1st of January 2017. We're talking to Mike R.C. about uh, 2017 New Year's resolutions uh, on the technology side. So please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. It's January 1st, 2017. We're talking about 2017 New Year's technology resolutions with our guest, Mike Arce. And, um, Mike, uh, I had to cut you off in the middle of the discussion about uh, live streaming, so maybe you can pick up where you left off. Yeah, so the, the real thing we just covered in that in that piece was just that it creates engagement, which helps your ranking of all your posts, which is great because that means more of your posts are going to get seen. But what it also does is it allows you to create uh, a relationship with people at a whole different level because it's not just like a post. They're live. Like when, I, when I'm seeing this person talk, I know that that person's talking right now, and I can engage with that person and actually ask questions and give them answers right there and then, which is really cool. Um, how do I do that? Also, so if you want to learn how, how, do you, do it, how do you do that? Yeah. So when you go to make a, in simple terms, when you go to make a post on Facebook, which most people know how to do now, you'll notice when you go to create your post and put your status in, there's a red icon that looks like a camera and next to it, it says live. So you click on that and then it basically puts your camera in camera mode and you can switch cameras if you want it to go front facing and you do that. If you want it to do back facing, you can do that. And then you hit the blue button that says go live. Once you do that, now you're live for the world. And it says live in red, and you can see how long you've been live for. And you'll be able to see a counter as far as how many people are on your live stream at that very moment. And uh, it's, it's live dynamic. So as people sign off, you see that number go down. As people sign on, it goes up. How do you people can see know people I'm out on. there? Uh, well, engagement. And also, I like to let people know that I'm out there. So... It it's, now, cool thing about live, live gets shown more than anything else. So it's live, then video, then albums, then pictures, and then status. So if you're going live, you already have a better chance of showing up on more people's feed than if you did anything else. But what I like to do, if you want to get the most people on there, I like to send an email out 30 minutes prior, as well as a minute prior, and then also post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat that I'm going live in 30 minutes, and then here's where you can go to see it. When I do that, and I, and I give them an idea of what I'm going to be discussing, what we're going to be going over, when I do that, I notice about 15 times more engagement. So instead of getting maybe one person on or five people on, I may have 150 people on or you know 1,000 people on. So 
Uh, it just really depends. Okay. So tell us a little bit about GSD. So the GSD show is a show that we created. Uh, it was, it's funny because we created it for the purpose of increasing retention. What we learned was uh, there's a lot of small businesses out there that don't really have any formal training, not necessarily just in education as far as the school system goes, but even with mentorships or, or the proper business books that they, they, they should have gone through, uh, nothing. They just kind of started a business because it's easy, right? You just get an LLC and you have a business. Um, but we really wanted them to be successful, and we learned that even though we were driving tons of leads for these people, still a lot of them weren't succeeding. And when we got down to the root of it, the ones that were succeeding were people that were more savvy in business. The ones that weren't succeeding are the ones that they are kind of first-timers or, or they've never valued education. And so we just realized that that's the pattern. These people know what to do with the leads. These people don't know what to do when they get them. And so we decided to create this podcast, a video podcast, so you can listen to it on iTunes or you can watch it on YouTube. And, um, and every single episode is dedicated to a, a specific challenge that the average fitness studio owner or gym owner goes through. And we bring a guest on each episode that has mastered that particular challenge, and then we go over their strategies with the audience. Um, now, the great thing is it was initially designed to help retention because we wanted our studio owners to know what to do and be more successful so the marketing does more for them. What it ended up doing as well was become a really great lead generation funnel as the shows started to get some traction. Oh, so that's pretty interesting then. Uh, uh, and you do these daily, weekly? So they go live weekly, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into them. There's, there, there's three cameras typically for each episode. We do a lot of really great editing. There's no video podcast that's designed as well as ours. And I'm not saying that to – to, you know, not, not being confident that I'm saying the right thing. I've, I've studied what other people are doing out there. A lot of them are very, very basic. Ours are very well done, and they're actually going to get better by episode 40. We're on 35 right now. We're going to do some really great stuff. But as far as when we shoot them, it depends on the guests. So sometimes we'll shoot two or three in a day, and we'll drip them out, you know, over, over the next few weeks because we, we unleash them every Tuesday. Oh, okay. That's good. Tell us a little bit about your company, Low, uh, Loud Rumor. Loud Rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So Loud Rumor is a fitness marketing agency. We just won Best Place to Work, which is really cool. 2016. That just happened a few weeks ago. Our Congratulations. Team is awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, we work extremely hard. And I think the difference, uh, you know, between us and everybody else is, is the people. As cliche as that may sound, but it's true. You know, when you walk into the place, everybody knows the numbers. Everybody knows what the goal is. They know what the core values are. They know what the mission is. They shake your hand as if you walk into their home, and they care. We, we Every single week, we have meetings, and we talk about a story uh, because what, what we don't understand sometimes as a business owner myself, right, we forget that the employees are not and have never been entrepreneurs, so they don't realize what these people go through and how hard their day can be sometimes. So every week I share a story with them to remind them what the life of these small business owners is and how some of them are, you know, missing rent, missing mortgages, missing, you know, car payments or, or uh, not going to barbecues, not taking family vacations to go to a reunion because they don't have the budget. They're, they're still building the business and how, how much it thinks sometimes, how many sleepless nights they have. So I think by doing that, it helps put into perspective when they get on the phone with the person, they feel a bit of empathy. Uh, for them and, and sympathy and they kind of understand and it's easier for them to have conversations. So that has been the, the, the biggest impact we've made. I think that's the hardest thing to replicate. As far as the advertising stuff, I mean, I hire people that love this stuff, me, me included. So 
everyone that's on our team loves, they eat, breathe it, they sleep it. You know, for a hobby, they'll go and read some new blogs as to what's trending because they just think it's so cool. So when you have those two things together, when you love marketing and fitness and when you love entrepreneurism and helping people that, that took that risk, um, it's a really good formula for success. I think. Great. And if our listeners want to follow up with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, you go to loudrumor.com. So L-O-U-D-R-U-M-O-R.com. Great. Okay. So um, I guess the last thing I want to ask you, um, every year, a lot of people make a New Year's resolution to get fit. And almost every year, a lot of people don't stick with it. Do you have some technology suggestions or just suggestions in general about how they can stick with it and help themselves out? Um, well, you just got to do it. I mean, it's not – every day you should write down what you want your goal to be. Every morning and every night before you go to bed, you should write down what you want to accomplish by the end of the year. And if you know technology is a part of it, you just got to – a lot of people always ask, like, how do I get myself to do it? You just do it. And as far as where you can go to learn, digitalmarketer.com has some great resources. Um, Unbounce.com has some great resources. Leadpages.net has great resources. You use those three alone, you, and loudrumor.com, our blog, you use those four pieces alone. You have everything you need to be successful. Now it's just a matter of you making choices and building habits. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you being on this show. Uh, I think this was very informative. I appreciate you taking uh, time out from your New Year's Day to help our listeners, and I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Okay. We're off to uh, CES in Las Vegas uh, this week. Uh, so next week, um, um, we're not going to – we're going to do a show on the New York Crime Commission. Uh, I guess it's the yeah the crime commission of the city of New York. They have a lot of technology. Um, good friend of mine, Richard Aborn, is the president, and they're using a lot of technology um, in different ways that I think you'll be very surprised about. So we're going to have him on uh, next week, and then we'll you know edit all our interviews from CES that we're going to do next week. Uh, and uh, have it on the following week and then do another show probably in the spring uh, again with some of the interviews that we did. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully you are too. I want to thank Terry Ruggiero, IMI's president, Dave Brandon, Dan Diori, and Jose Batista for our week in review. Taylor Redden's our producer, Tess Enchor is our associate producer, and Matt Kempagny is our executive producer. And without the help of Robert Bombach and the KFNX, AM 1100 production department, not a word would you hear. Thanks again for listening, and please don't forget to tune into Tech Talk next week at 5 p.m. in New York on KFNX AM 1100. And remember to send us your suggestions for future shows or ask us questions by sending an email to techtalk at imi-us.com. Happy New Year, have a great week, and thanks again for listening.